So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. You know people what? have so many opinions about other people. Right. It's on your business. <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, I love that series so much. Um, there was something about wearing that outfit that just felt so emotive and real for me personally. I'm sure people are like, like oh, visually it looks really cool. And I had yeah. like the whole puppet thing going on, which in itself was... I don't know, I was just rebelling, and that just felt like the truest essence of J fashion for mm-hmm. me was rebelling in this outfit. Yeah. And that's why I think everyone should do it. Try it out at least once. <laughs> yeah. And see how you feel after doing it. So for that one in particular, did it have a lot of meaning for you in terms of, like, a mental health journey? Yeah, it did. And that's why I think it's my favorite. I mean, I'm still exploring makeup and how that is a medium and art in itself, but when it comes to putting my pieces together to create a look, I'm telling pieces of my story. You might look at me and not understand that story, but I know what it is, and that's what counts to me, and that's what makes my fashion, I guess, very authentic to me. Yeah. And it's hard to label it, so when it comes to J fashion, people usually pick one genre or subgenre that they do, and I'm just kind of like all over the place. Yeah. But I'm okay with that, because there are different aspects of myself that need to represent in different ways. Thank you. What were the two forms that you were saying again? Oh, um, Decra Decra and then... Yami kawaii. Yami kawaii, okay. Which you might, I might want to use mere kawaii instead okay. of yami kawaii, but I, I'm still learning, I'm still new, so please don't bully me on Instagram or anything. <laughs> come for me first. Actually, don't come for anyone, just be nice. I know, it's a learning like, process. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, fandoms, toxicity and fandoms, what do you think... What should they be like? I think fandom should be a meeting of like like meeting of minds. We all enjoy the same thing. Can't we just be nice about it? Yeah. But that's a concept that's lost somewhere in the translation of what it means to be a fan. Yeah. And it, every fan is different. So that should be accepted. And I don't understand like the gatekeeping. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense because wouldn't you want more people to like the thing that you do? Right? I mean, was it really fun being like alone with no one to play D and D or Shadowrun or whatever you enjoy playing? Maybe people like being alone. I don't know. I mean, I like being alone too, but I can't play D and D as effectively if I don't have other people. Right. So, like, why all this gatekeeping? Why shunning people, especially? uh, I mean, I think that certain populations get it a lot more. Um. And that's really, really a shame. Um, And I think that as much as we see some strides forward, we're also seeing the backlash. Yeah, um, I really hate when someone's like, oh, don't put politics into it. I was like, it's not politics, it's just existing. But that's such a cop out. It is. I'm sorry. That's I'm like, that's circular logic. That's like, like, don't put politics into it. I mean, I'm not. We live in a political world. Right. (laughs) Like, 
if if there are going to be rules, we haven't passed the ERA. Look at everything that's happening in the South. Like there are being rules made about our bodies. So don't tell me don't put politics. I didn't put politics in this, but I can acknowledge the fact that politics are in this. And if you pretend that they're not, then you're either very myopic or have a very selective memory and view of the world. I would say that's some BS. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really big one in fandoms. Navigating those spaces is draining sometimes to the point that it feels like you can't even be a fan of something safely anymore. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're in a part of a marginalized community. You can't be a fan of something without being attacked for it. And that's not fair. It should be that we're all enjoying this thing and we should find a community of like-minded individuals who enjoy this thing. But people struggle with that, and it's something so simple, but yet can be one of the most dangerous aspects of existing in, like, the fictional world. Yeah. There are people who harass you for picking anything that's not Dragon Ball Z. You'll get, like, social media harassed for eons for it, and it's annoying. Like, I want to like something and be okay to like it and not be one invalidated for liking it um being put under trial for liking it yeah um asking or challenging something about it and also being attacked for that yeah i don't know why it's difficult to be a fan these days but i'm hoping that that changes yeah and that we get better at respecting people enjoying things yeah yeah there's the desire to add to other piece other people's misery is so sickening because you never know what's going on with someone else. Right. But I think that something that really resonates with me is the way that your your work and your creations are a form of, and let me know if I've gotten this wrong, but this resonated with me. I think that um, my work and my creations are things that I do to process things that have happened to me. That's my way of processing. And it self-work but it's also actual work it's also creative all of the above and i think that protecting that is so very important because you end up putting out potentially um, narratives that give other people lifelines yeah when i see the toxicity and i see the discomfort and when i've been to cons that have gotten really bad Um, and people don't feel safe going back to them. I'm like, this is not how it's meant to be. Um, I mean, it's out there in the world, and now that it's out there in fandoms, I'm like, we're supposed to be coming together because we like these things. And the thing about cosplay, that's a hobby. It's a hobby that people do, and yet they're attacked for doing it. I mean, we can invest angry energy elsewhere. (laughs) I don't, okay, so why do you think people get upset about cosplay? Um, honestly, as someone who's, like, not into it, I feel like people are getting upset because they just want to be mad that it's not fitting their narrative of what that fandom should be. So, if I'm cosplaying a character, here's the thing about cosplay, actually, I, I might get on a soapbox. If you're Do cosplaying it. an anime character, and you're upset that a black person is cosplaying that anime character, I want white fans to realize that in anime, they're not white. So this entire time that you've been cosplaying and saying that you're doing it right, you're actually You're not, not Asian. You're not Asian. Yeah. So you're not Japanese, you're not Korean, depending on what you're watching. 
So and you, no one came at them. Right. <laughs> so why are you coming at a black person for cosplay? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And it's also time wasting. Instead, just enjoy your show and like move along. Keep it kicking. Yeah. And hating on cosplayers for not being perfect in the representation of that character is also equally ridiculous. Yeah. It's an interpretation. It's a celebration and a love of that character. Yeah. And how they love that character and how much work and effort they put into it is beautiful. Yeah. And I think that that is the greatest gift that you can give to a storyteller, whoever created that piece of art, is that you're showing your love for it so visibly. And to hate on it is almost like dismissing that this art meant something to someone else. Yeah. I think that's another big thing about cosplay is that there... There's cosplay that is meant to be as recreative and reproductive as possible. Mm-hmm. But then there, and that that's that's well and good, right? What's interesting to me, especially like coming up through art direction and production design, the amount of money that a lot of cosplayers put into totally hand doing these things is more than what a lot of the Hollywood budgets a lot. Yeah, cosplay has gone to be a really expensive hobby. And it doesn't need to be because, like, behind the scenes on a film set, a lot of that stuff is, like, uh, shag carpeting that has been glued together, okay? (laughs) And, like, and and it's awesome. If you can afford it and if you can do it and if you have the time, like, bless you. You look amazing. But also, like, know that it you don't – you're not locked out if you don't have all the time – the most amazing sewing machine, the luxurious fabrics, like just go ahead and do it. And then also I think that some of the wonderful cosplays that I've seen have been like riffs off of um, characters. So whether it's, so like if they do like a body horror, gender mending poison ivy, I'm like, don't get on someone for that not being canon. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. They took that and they did something more with it. And if, we are going to look at like traditional sort of comic book. I mean, they, how many universes do they, how many iterations, how many, like it's baked into these things, but as soon as someone does it, they're vilified. Yeah. I think taking inspiration from a character and also creating something new with it is beautiful. Yeah. And that should be accepted in the cosplay community, but people get really upset when you gender bend a cosplay or you don't do it perfectly to the T. And I'm like, I think interpretation is one of the most beautiful aspects of perspective that could exist. Yeah. And we should allow that to be in fandoms and loving something, but people are afraid of that. And... I think that's when you have to start asking yourself, why are you afraid of a different perspective? Why mm-hmm. are you so limited by your own? There's more of the world out there than just what you see in front of you. Yeah. So let it in, experience it, explore it, and be loud with it. It's a story that's fluid, and cosplay is one of the areas that I'm like, I, I look at all my cosplay friends, and I see them putting in all this work and all this effort, and... I can admire it, acknowledge it, love it so deeply because I'm like, you are paying the greatest honor to a storyteller. And I don't even think my friends realize that, that I see it like that, that you're respecting this person's work and you're telling that you loved it so much that you cosplayed their character. Yeah. So are there any particular, uh, what would you recommend in terms of like good reads or good um, good content for people to that they might not be exposed to 
Um, for which topic I would say. If you're looking to engage with more people of color, start following cosplayers of color. Specifically, I'd recommend the 50 Days of Black Cosplay. That's a very good resource of cosplayers that you've never ever seen before. And they're doing magical stuff (laughs) when it comes to conventions and cosplays. When it comes to J Fashion. That's October, right? No. Does it start in October? It starts in February. It's during Black History Month. That's like a side. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's really cool. Um, When it is like a month like that, because there's other months that people do something similar, look for people who are doing that and celebrating their heritage alongside mm-hmm. their hobby and their and their fun. That's the best resources to engage with those people. Yeah. Start interacting with them, getting to know them, seeing the work and effort that they're putting in. Um, as a specific resource, I would love to recommend Facebook, but Facebook is its own thing sometimes. Yeah. I low-key don't want to recommend it. Any Just, books or, like, um, manga or... Books, that would be really good to read. You know what? Just start looking for bloggers, actually. And, I mean, vlogging is cool, too. But I'm talking about people who are actually writing. Because if the writers that you're engaging with are only, like, white and male, you're not getting a full perspective from humanity. Look for women writers. Look for black writers, Latina writers. um, Look for a Japanese writer who wants to talk about their emotional experiences living as a person in america look Mm -hmm. for those things seek it out engage with it um start commenting and getting to know those people yeah because then your world opens up right before you and it's at your it's on your phone yeah (laughs) do that really easily that's the best recommendation i can give is just start reading what people have to say when they're sharing their story yeah thank you anything else oh my social media handles yes where can we find you? So anything that is me related would be under Jaded Island. And that is jaded, like the word, weary, and then island. And it's not, no spaces, just one word, Jaded Island. That's all me on all social media. And then my website, you can just type in jadedisland.com. That's me. If you want to see more work with the DC Kawaii style, also everything for them is under that handle. I write for them occasionally about the history of Harajuku and events that we do there. And that would be the kawaiiway.com, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But if you look up BC Kawaii Star, you'll see blog posts, and those are usually by me or Imani. 